you came out tonight early, aggressive. What was different for you tonight in terms of just setting the tone with your game in this game? Both. 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 This is Orange Ball Juice, the show where I make my two teenage sons co-host a basketball podcast with me so they can tell their dad what to think about the NBA and hopefully help me win my fantasy pool. So, without further ado... Ball. Hello and welcome to Orange Ball Juice, always fresh, never toxic, family-friendly basketball blabber. Uh, as always, my name is Brooks and I am here with my two personal household NBA analysts. To my left, I have Spency G. Spency, how you doing? I'm doing pretty well. And to my right, Marky Man. Marky Man, what up? I'm doing good. Oh, good. Glad to hear it. Well, I think we should dive right into it. Marky Man, did you have any uh, big headlines, anything fun happen in Week 8 that you thought was really cool and interesting? Yeah, I'll just be talking about how Jamal Murray had the game winner against the Trailblazers after Damian Lillard had the Dame time. He did the whole celebration when he hit... uh, uh, what seemed to be a dagger, but um, Jamal was able to hit a pretty entertaining game winner. That's right. That was on Thursday. Yeah, he did his whole Dame time routine. He'd had 40 points, 12 assists, four rebounds, and two steals in that game. Yeah. But then it seemed like Murray turned on the Jets in the fourth, and then he, uh, yeah, yeah, and he had the 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 game game winning three ball, which was was pretty exciting to win 121 uh, to 120 in Portland. That was a big win for the Nuggets. Did you see that? Uh, Spencer? I did. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty crazy. Yeah, what was your big headline from from week eight? Um, mine was the Zion uh, windmill dunk controversy. Right. Um, and I chose this because I think it shouldn't be a headline. Like, that's my whole thing. I think it's most interesting because it shouldn't be a headline. Yeah. Um, like, I'm kind of sick of this whole like, it's not sportsmen like they destroyed the Suns, and it's like it's for the fans, right? Yeah. Like he did a fun, cool dunk. Like it's for the fans. I don't think anyone needs to get yeah. upset. And I funny thing, there was a video that came out with clips of Suns players doing the exact same thing. Yeah. So it's like, come on. I think that whole like. Yeah, I think that's about as like we. I mean. There's these unwritten rules about you're not supposed to showboat and garbage time, all that stuff. We get it. I think even Zion himself immediately apologized. He said he mm-hmm. got a bit carried away, and he and he admitted he was trying to show off for the crowd. And guess what? The reason he's doing that is because he's excited because the Pelicans yeah. are number one in the West, and it's they have a great team in New Orleans, and he's showing off for the fans. So I, it's a, they used to say the same thing about touchdown celebrations. You know, like you know, it used mm-hmm. to be you basically weren't allowed to do anything in the, yeah. in the end zone back in the day. And then it's like, you know, players want to be exuberant. And I, I kind of kind of agree with you. At the same time, I do understand why he... You kind of have to apologize Just, and stuff. Yeah. And the truth is, had he missed it, then it, he would have looked like an idiot. And yeah. it would have been kind of brutal. So anyway, I mean, you're right. It's yeah. a non-controversy I mean, in the end. Yeah. It's not a big deal. I th- I do understand why other teams get upset, though. Like, you just react. In the same way yeah. that he just yeah. reacted to like, doing it, the other yeah. team can't help but get upset. I know? mean, I'll be honest. If Zion did that to the Raptors, I would still be kind of excited. Like, it's the NBA if I get to see a 360 windmill. Yeah, exactly. Like, 
I still think that's exciting. Yeah. Like, it didn't even seem like, it wasn't even malicious. He didn't do anything. He just, like, he just did the dunk, and it was exciting. It got the crowd, like, into it. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I think it's kind of fun. Yeah. I mean, there's there's all, those things are in all sports. Like, some people didn't like, you know, one of the most iconic moments in, in Blue Jays history is Batista doing the bat flip, mm-hmm. whereas a lot of purists will say, like, you don't do that. You don't, uh, mm-hmm. you don't make a big show out of, out of getting a big home run and, and flip your bat. But I... I what, what are you going to yeah. do? These I mean, happen. that one is even different because he got the crowd so excited with that. Like, that's a defining moment. Yeah. It wasn't at the end of the game. Like, he, like, it, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, moving on from that, we could talk about that kind of thing forever. Um, last night, I think, was a pretty interesting night, uh, which was Saturday uh, night in the NBA, December 10th. Um, I think the big headline from last night is simply that Golden State um, very much you know, showed that they're the team to beat in the West in some ways, uh, only because Boston came to town and Golden State uh, totally easily beat them, it seemed, um, on the strength of Steph and Clay. So, you know, Steph had uh, 32 points, six rebounds, seven assists, and Clay had 34 points, five rebounds, and two assists. And uh, this final score was 123-107. Did you see any of that game, Spencer? Um, I saw a very small amount but it, i did see that um curry and clay it, it felt like the old warriors a little bit um like it just seems like every once in a while they just remind everyone like when we play well we are like insane we're yeah. just like there's no stopping them yeah um so i think it was probably refreshing for warriors fans to see yeah. Well, back. do you remember, I mean, we're going to talk about week eight looking back, um, you know, looking back at week eight in general, you know, on, on Wednesday was Boston at Phoenix and uh, mm-hmm. everybody thought that was going to be a marquee matchup and Boston just kind of steamrolled Phoenix. Well, we won't get into that yet. But um, and then, you know, you know, it's the Celtics, they're the best team in the league and then they go into Golden State. What do you think? Do you think Golden State's pretty much unbeatable at home, Marcus? Yeah, I mean, like they're just... If you when you watch those games, they they just thrive, and like it's almost like Jason Tatum, like he just he doesn't really miss. That's the thing about Jason Tatum. You don't he's not always he doesn't always have the ball in his hands. Yeah. When you watch those games, it's everyone, and everyone is scoring, and the ball moving is amazing, and like it's just it's very entertaining to watch. Yeah, I mean, we're looking at the standings right now. It's pretty. Interesting, because in the West, you know, the Pelicans are number one. The Pelicans have been, you know, really putting t- together some some pretty dominant wins. Um, and the Warriors are still all the way down in eighth, 14 and 13, because they had a, 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 you know, a bit of a, a slow start. But I think, a, 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 as you've said, both of you, you know, they can be a dominant team at any given time. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if you look at their their home record is 12-2 and two, and their away rec- record is 2-11. and 11. So it's almost like they're a different yeah. team on the road than they are at home. If they can figure it out on the road, then, you know, things will change. But if they can't, then mm-hmm. they won't, you know. I mean, you can't just rely. Uh, that said, they could sneak into the playoffs 6, 7, 8, you know, who knows what, yeah. and, end up, and end up going on a run then. So um, we'll see. I guess we'll see. Um, so uh, one thing I would like to also point out about um, about last night is that uh, our dog Merlin had his first correct pick. He picked Denver uh, over Utah. 
Um, and you can see that on Instagram. The only way you can see what Merlin, who is our, is Orange Ball Juice, uh, um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? He's the mascot. He's our pet dog. And he he makes picks, usually one a week. I think I might have him start doing more picks. But what we do is we put down uh, both teams beside each other for a matchup. So last night it was Utah and Denver. We put a treat on both uh, on both teams, and whichever one he goes to first is his pick. So he picked the Nuggets to to win at home against Utah, and the final score was one fifteen Denver to one ten Utah. So he is now uh, batting five hundred on the season, uh, which is pretty good. And we'll see mm-hmm. how he does next week. But the only way you can see that is at uh, Instagram. If you search Orange Ball Juice, you'll you'll find find us there, and you can direct. Uh, that's the only way to get in touch with us so far. We will, eventually will have an email address and other ways to contact us. But right now, if you want to contact the podcast, it's on Instagram at Orange Ball Juice. So um, let's get right into uh, week eight. Um, let's talk about um, what let's start with last Sunday. Um, there was a big uh, matchup. Uh, the Pacers were in Portland to take on the Trailblazers on Sunday. Uh, Marcus, you you picked uh, the Pacers for the win. What ended up happening that game? The Trailblazers ended up with the win, one sixteen to one hundred. Um, basically, the whole game it it was actually it was fairly close until the Portland outscored uh, Indiana in the third by about fifteen points. And then, um, yeah, they were they were beating up on them at the three point from three point range pretty bad. Damian Lillard didn't even play great. He had, I mean, he played fine, twenty one points, four uh, rebounds, six assists. But yeah, I'm not sure if that was his first game back. I, I think it, it might, might have been. been. So he had a yeah. I mean, he was he didn't have that many minutes, no. and he had a, a lighter workload, but still twenty one point yeah. six assists, four rebounds, not too bad. Yeah. And um, yeah, the what mainly happened was the Trailblazers had a very good game when it comes to ball movement. They were racking up the assists, and they were just they were almost they're shocking the defense a bit on some possessions. Yeah, they continue to be. I mean, I think they have a pretty good um, record at home too. Um, they're uh, what are they? Let's have a look here. Oh, maybe I'm wrong about that. They're actually, they're only 500 at home. They're Six and six, but again, Lillard's been out for a lot of that, and uh, you know that makes a big difference for them. Um, so Spencer, on Monday, you mm-hmm. had a look at uh, OKC at Atlanta to take on the Hawks at home, and um, you had picked, I believe, you picked OKC to mm-hmm. win. And what ended up happening in that game? Um, I'm going to go and say that this is going to be forever the closest <clears throat> prediction. Um, I had OKC winning 121-116, and it ended up being 121-114. That's right. Um, yeah, so you're only two points off. Two points off. And my stat line for Shea was very similar as well. Um, he had 35-6-5. and five. Um, So it actually it was a reasonably steady game, um, but the Hawks had the edge up until the third quarter where um, the, like, the Thunder just... They overcame a 14-point deficit. Um, Shea stepped it up. He had a bit of a slower first half, but he he really stepped up in the third. Um, and then they just built a lead that the Hawks couldn't catch up to. Like There wasn't anything necessarily crazy about the game. I don't think there was any huge deciding factors besides just Shea really stepping up in the yeah. second half. He seems like it's, it, you know, 
if he plays like that, then they have a chance to win. If he yep. doesn't, they kind of they aren't that great of a team no. overall. And what about the Hawks? I mean, I know you guys, yeah. neither of you seem to be big fans of the Hawks, but yeah. uh, they seem like they, you know, where are they in these? Now they're in seventh. You know, earlier in the season, they were, as, I think, as high as two at one point. Um, they're now no, they're 12 and 13, really and they've been playing recently. really, really but poorly. What, what's what's the deal with them? I, I'm i not even sure. Like, they're three and seven in the last 10. Um, yeah, that isn't I, great. It seems like like they had a good start, but I feel like that might have just been a bit of a fluke, and it was also like other teams. Now that I think things are settling down a little bit, um, that they've found where they should like they're where they should be now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Trey Young's been solid, like usual, but I haven't really. John Collins has been out for a really long time, though. Actually, so that's right. probably a large factor. Yeah, I mean, it seems that they need uh, they need something. I don't know what they need, but it doesn't look like they're they can expect to be much more than a you know either like a plan team basically. Yeah. Um, all right, so on Tuesday, uh, Marky Man, a really uh, I think everybody thought this was going to be a fun one. Uh, L.A. was in Cleveland. It was LeBron, you know, a LeBron homecoming to play mm-hmm. against the Cavs. Um, I think that you had picked. Cleveland to come out on top. So what happened in that game? Well, Cleveland won by more than I thought. Uh, one sixteen to one hundred two. Yeah, you'd you'd had them at winning one eleven to one hundred seven. Yeah. So they won by a bigger margin than you thought. Yeah. So um, Mitchell, I predicted. I think Mitchell had thirty two four and four. That's what I predicted, and he had forty three four and six. I think. And but we well, had four steals. I think in that oh, game. Yeah. So I think he's actually forty three points, six rebounds, five assists, and four steals. Yeah. Yeah. And LeBron had uh, not an amazing game, but he had 21 points and he had 17 rebounds. Right. So, yeah, he had a weird game. But the Lakers shot 36 three-pointers, and they made six of them. Oh, man. Wow. So I don't know why they're shooting shooting 36 three-pointers if they can barely make one. So, like, um, yeah, I don't know what's going on with them. The, the the Lakers have just I mean they're not supposed to win those games so it's not too surprising for me yeah uh, and also AD got sick that was the game that he left yeah. with, a, with yeah. an undisclosed so illness that, that's probably the reason for LeBron's rebounding yeah um, yeah probably yeah. well exactly yeah. because who else is going to do they it, don't right? really have another center like am I like I mean I can't even. Yeah, I don't yeah. know who else is really yeah. in that role. And this is kind of the first time, in, I think I heard this in, in AD's career, where he's basically for real playing center right mm-hmm. now for the Lakers. Like he's had yeah. different roles on different teams in the past, but it's kind of like he has to do that and it's sort of working mm-hmm. when he, because he had that insane uh, monster game uh, last Sunday where he had 55 points, 17 rebounds, an assist, and three blocks against Washington. Granted, Washington's not a great team, but nonetheless, if he's going to play like that, then they are going to be really hard to beat. I mean, but he has been consistently really good for the last, like, every game has been great for Eddie recently, Mm -hmm. which I think is almost scary for the Lakers because LeBron's been playing, Eddie's playing to the best of his abilities, and even Westbrook is doing all right so mm-hmm. i think that's almost concerning that 
they're right. still having these like embarrassing losses, but also they had like some crazy weird, weird wins. wins yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a, it's like, it just seems like they're a team where if their whole, like, yeah, LeBron and AD play at the height of their powers and, you know, Russell has a good mm. game, mm. then they, then they have a chance to win. Yeah, but that's not, then yeah. that just means they're going to lose a lot of games because yeah. those factors don't all come together yeah. too often, you know? And so on... Uh, hold on, hold on. I just uh, want to mention the one thing. What's that? The number 14 on the Lakers is a guard. His name is Scotty Pippen. What? Yeah. <laughs> Scotty Pippen, but it's not spelled with an I-E at the end. It's spelled okay. with a Y. Weird. Yeah. I've Who never heard of that, that guy. guy? No. I don't know. I just, I just looked on the roster. I was looking for big men. And mm-hmm. I see the Scotty Pippen. Interesting. On we'll have to do. Uh, I think we should, that would be a good theme for an episode. Is guys? Because I think I think, and I might, I might be wrong. And it might have been the, there have been other pro athletes uh-huh. named Michael Jordan, yeah. for instance. Yeah. Um, I don't think there was another one in basketball, but there, I think there was one in football. Yeah. yeah. Maybe baseball. I don't know, but that does happen occasionally mm-hmm. where guys just like, if, especially if you have a common name. Yeah, I was uh, confused. I don't know if Scotty Looking... Pippen's a very common name. No, no, no but it's funny. It'd be, <laughs> yeah. Even if it sounds yeah. the same, like, you know, it's not very common. Yeah. But that's, what it, that's when it's even worse. I was yeah. confused looking at fantasy last year, I remember, because I was like, who? why is there, there's a guy named D. Wade on the Heat. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? He's I back. I think yeah. his name is Dean. The quietest, like, yeah. the quietest uh, return from retirement of all time. It's yeah. just like. Yeah. But his name is Dean, so it's still kind of right. close. Yeah. 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 Well, there's, even even when it's the same last name, there's a guy on, I can't remember what team he plays for, like the, the other Wiggins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's yeah. another guy named Wiggins. Yeah. Yeah. And just when you have, especially when the name, like Wiggins is not a very common name either. Oh, no. huh. So it, it just get you know, your yeah. brain goes, huh? I mean, there's so many Smiths to Jaden Smith, yeah. Jalen Smith, yeah. Jabari Smith, yeah. so many J yeah. Smiths. Yeah, exactly. You kind of expect that. Yeah. Um, anyway, so on, uh, oh, and you, I just had one thing I wanted to bring up is that um, right before we started this podcast, uh, Marcus had to change the elastic on his braces as an emergency <laughs> and... Um, then I went to take a sip of my coffee, and it was inside my coffee. Yeah, it must have shot Which out. was gross, but not gross enough to stop me from drinking my coffee because I'm not making another pot, and I'm desperate for caffeine. But nonetheless, it was pretty gross to see this little round elastic floating in there. Um, so we don't know how it happened. Like, obviously, it flew yeah. out of your it, mouth. That's so happened somehow. to me, too. Like, it just, like, every once in a while, elastic will just, like, shoot <coughs> out, and then you'll find it in a really weird place. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, Wednesday... Um, Spencey, mm-hmm. everybody thought this was going to be a huge matchup and a great game. Boston was in Phoenix to take on the Suns. Um, you know, the Suns, as of last week at that time, I think might have had the best record uh, in the West. And, yeah. uh, you know, so it looked like maybe even a marquee matchup of, of or, a, or a, you know, a preview of the NBA finals. But and I think you predicted, which is fair to say that nonetheless Boston would win so what ended up happening in that game yeah it was just I don't even necessarily want to say that the Celtics were extraordinary like mm-hmm. it just seemed like they were playing at their, their consistent thing. place usual but the Suns were just disgusting like their shooting was so bad they missed their first eight three-pointers yeah um just that was Chris Paul's first game back he played horrible. He finished four, four, and four. Um, yeah. So one thing I did sort of, 
I did catch was Jalen Brown. I was pretty close stat line. I think uh, he had 25-7-3. and three. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty close there. But, yeah, it was just a bad game for the Suns. Like, that's all I really can say. I think maybe Chris Paul's um, return just messed with the offense a little bit, right. you know. Um, yeah, and Booker had a... You'd think that would create more space for Booker, but it, di- it didn't seem to no. work at all. Well, the Celtics, like, their defense really is amazing. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and well, the final score was 125-98, which, I mean... For yeah, Phoenix, they led so by the, 45 at one point. Like, yeah, that's absurd. The Phoenix, there's, I mean, there's no reason for Phoenix to be no, losing by that much. There's no excuse. And, they, like, they didn't... It was, yes, it was Paul's first game back, but they had Paul, Aiton, Booker... They had all their guys. Yeah. So yeah. Boston just came in and just absurd. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess. Well, anyway, I guess, you know, we're going to come back to the, the themes of what teams need trades or, you know, need something to happen in order to solidify them. And I think Phoenix is a prime candidate. But anyway, we'll talk about that a bit later. On Thursday, uh, the Clippers were in Miami to take on the Heat, Marcus. Um, I think you predicted the Clippers to to win that one. Uh, 110-101, what ended up happening in that game? Well, the Miami won 115-110, to 110, so it was very close. Um, but I was pretty close on the Paul George prediction. Yeah. I think I said he had 34, 8 rebounds and 7 assists. I think that's what I said. Yeah. And he had 29 points, 8 rebounds and 7 assists. So right. mm-hmm. pretty good prediction. Um, but what happened that game? It was it was very um, even, but the points off turnovers for uh, the Heat was just insane because the Clippers had well, not insane, but the Clippers had quite a few turnovers and late game. There's like just fast break points and Clippers getting too many or the Heat getting too many easy buckets. So. And with Butler in the lineup, he I think he had a really good game, a pretty balanced game. Yeah. Uh, 26 points, 5 rebounds, 8 assists, and 4 steals. And, of course, the Clippers were without Kawhi again, so that's obviously, yeah. you know, that's a factor. Yeah. I think one of the, you know, aside from when he's in, when he's out, and when, you know, same thing with Paul George, the challenge for the Clippers, and, you know, it's not like they're, they're sitting at 7th at 15 and 13, so it's not like they're... You know, a, <laughs> they're still yeah. a decent, halfway decent team. It must be really challenging for the for coaches and for the the team in general, having to change their lineup all the yeah. time. Also, yeah, like you can't get in any flow. I mean, even if you suddenly your stars are there, you know, you have to constantly change your strategy based on who's in the yeah. lineup. It's also like they got to use up what they can with Kawhi, and if he they can't afford him, him having bad games when he's in. Right. And like, yeah, they're like terrified to let Kawhi play. Like he's been coming off the bench too. Yeah, it's like I understand that they do want to keep him for the playoffs, but if he's not going to be playing at all, the team won't be able to come together. Right? There's no chemistry if it's just switching all the time yeah. and Kawhi's never playing. So, I don't, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, it seems. Yeah, I mean, maybe it would be better for them to just say Kawhi just fully, you know. Yeah. Maybe you come back for the playoffs, but again, like just just yeah. rehab, get better completely, and see or get as healthy as you can because mm-hmm. let this team figure themselves out. But again, I don't know what the status is with Paul George and how 
is he back now or is like, it's so confusing like i see like oh he's back then he's out again and i don't understand why like it just yeah yeah okay so uh on friday <clears throat> excuse me on friday spencer a uh, minnesota was in utah um you predicted that Utah mm-hmm. would come out on top uh, 117 to 105. What ended up happening in that game? Um, yeah, Minnesota ended up winning that one, 118 to 108. Um, I don't know, kind of like a meh game, to be honest. Like, so many people were injured. Like, Markinen and Sexton were both out for the Jazz, which were arguably their two best players. Right. Um, the top performer was Kyle Anderson with 15 points, seven rebounds, or yeah, 12 assists. So good game, but like Minnesota, like they came out strong, um, and the Jazz did have a bit of a comeback to cut the lead to three and a half. Um, but in the fourth, this is where things got exciting for the T Wolves. Um, D'Angelo Russell had 20 points in the fourth quarter alone, wow. um, which just sealed the deal. Like he guess he just decided to end the game right there um right yeah like i don't have much to say about this game right i think i had uh i think i had malik beasley yeah playing on my fantasy right. team and i think he had a pretty good game but probably also had a lot of minutes because of those mm-hmm. two other guys being out um all right so i think week eight ended with uh you so spencer you were two for three and marcus you were one for three so, Marcus, you yeah. are now on the season so far since we started doing this. Generally, I give you guys each three games. Well, I do. I give you three games per week. Um, and I try to find games that I think are kind of hard to call or like a big matchup or mm-hmm. something that, you know, we're not – that the same could be close. Um, so, so far, Marcus, you're 8 for 18. And, Spencer, you're 10 for 18. So, Marcus, you're just under – 500 yeah. and Spencer you are just over 500 so I think you guys are both doing pretty well and as I already mentioned uh, Merlin is now 500 at, at uh, he's only we've only been doing this for two weeks now he's done only two picks but he's one for two um, so he's got a, he's right in the middle between the two of you so that's pretty good so um, since we we kind of touched on it already um, trades uh, I wanted to, to I think it's not too early to discuss trades I think people have already mm-hmm. been chattering about what teams seem to need help and you know so Spencer I'll start with you um, give me an example of a team that you think um, is sitting in, in a position where if they add one more or or whatever two more or mm-hmm. a package or whatever it is who needs a trade that's going to help put them over the top um, I'm going to have to say the Raptors um I'll be honest, it was definitely an easier decision because I know them so well and I know I feel like I know what we need. Right. Um, so it's kind of interesting. It's a trade with the Kings. Mm. So the Raptors would give up Gary Trent Jr., uh, Precious Achua, a 2023 first-rounder, and Thad Young for Sabonis and Kevin Herter. Um, I kind of had to throw Thad Young in there just to balance the contracts. Um, but I do think it would be beneficial to the Raptors because one thing we've been struggling with is like we haven't had a solid center, and it's really frustrating. Like we struggle with rebounding, and shooting has been like a disaster this season, and that's been another trend. So I do think Gary Trent is better than Kevin Herter, but Kevin Herter, like his job is to stand in the corner 
and hit threes. And he's consistent. He shoots over 40%. And I think that's something we need right now. And Sabonis would be, like, a really strong addition. Um, He's, like, power forward center, but he can play center really well. Um, And I think for the Kings, Thad Young would be beneficial because they're a very young team. And Thad Young has a lot of uh, veteran, like he's a veteran. He um, is like the most active in conversations with teams. So I think the Kings could use some um, guidance. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that So, would... okay. So is this, mm-hmm. is this fantasy land? Or, uh, do, do you really see Sacramento? I do not see this happening. No. <laughs> right. This is so this def- is, this which is, is fine. Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, I think we all need to kind of <clears throat> do our... Uh, pie in the sky dream scenarios but it looks like you researched it and it is a, it is something that could happen it's something that could happen and both teams i think would be completely fine and i think the raptors would improve and i think the kings they'd definitely be scared to give up those players and i think they'd probably ask the raptors for even a bit more right maybe another pick um yeah the thing is i mean from everything i've heard and i could be wrong the Raptors are kind of playing the long game. All their yes. entire roster is young. I don't feel like they're in a position to go. We need to win this year. What are we mm-hmm. going to do? Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're more yeah. like let's mm-hmm. do a wait and see and do the gradual yeah. re. You know, see how some of the younger guys continue to develop or not, and yeah. kind of. I think they kind of have maybe a three to five year plan right now I, as opposed I to. I think as it might to be, win now. I think it could be. One to two years. I don't think it's completely. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. know. Maybe like, one to two years. Because I don't. Granted, mm-hmm. I don't know about the contract situation with all of the players. Yeah. So, yeah, they no. may not. They may not have that much I, wiggle room. Yeah, but I think one thing that I don't care if we're a championship team or not. We need another player who can shoot off the yeah. bench. Like we definitely. Need I agree. Yeah. All all I'm saying is, uh, there's a difference between trading before the trade deadline. Yes. And just wait until off season and doing moves. Yeah. You know. Now I honestly disagree with that trade a bit for okay. the Raptors. I don't. Number one, I don't trust Kevin Herter to come out next season and play just as good as he's been as he's been playing. Like, what was he on the Hawks? I think he used to be on the Hawks. He wasn't great, and I just don't trust him enough. And to give up that mm-hmm. defensive asset like Gary Trent Jr. and Precious, well, yeah, who gets the steals. Yeah. And is a uh, yeah, well, extremely not, good perimeter been, defender. So I don't. Like mm-hmm. I honestly, it's t- it's really I tough to say. I personally don't think Gary Trent fits the energy of the Raptors, um, especially when he plays well. It's all isolation plays. Like he's had games: twenty-six points, zero rebounds, zero assists. That mm-hmm. has happened. That's a theme, and that doesn't really fit with the Raptors. Amon, he's not consistent. Like we need him to knock down shots. The difference is he'll he'll put up seventeen points and pretty consistently. Mm-hmm. Kevin Herter is gonna give you especially with the Raptors, he's gonna give you nine points, twelve points. He's averaging I think around fifteen. I know. And I'd yeah. prefer that almost. Like I'd prefer us to have the bailout option in the corner in the three-point line like I just want a guy who can hit the threes that we just need yeah it's also Gary Trent Jr. is in the future he's going to even have more trade value and I think the Raptors are going to purposely keep him for that reason right get some get something out of him in the offseason what what would you do if you could make a trade right now for the Raptors 
Um, I don't. I know you I, haven't. I, mean, I didn't ask yeah. you to think about this yeah. before the show, but you know, I think it would be like a big, a big trade, right? Like a trade for like Fred VanVleet, right? Or a trade for like OG Ananobi, right? And OG Ananobi's great, but mm-hmm. teams will want him. Oh yeah, and yeah. like we could get a lot of stuff. Yeah. Well, he's. I mean, he's also proven. He's better. He's the mm-hmm. best he's ever been. Yeah. So yeah, his trade value is as high as it's ever been. But um, he's the one thing that I've been excited about this season. Yeah. Because I feel like yeah. he's actually been consistent. Like, if anything, I think, okay, I mean, Masai, like, ref- seems to refuse to trade certain players. Like, yeah. he really wants to give them more chances, but Freddie could be yeah. on the chopping block. Yeah. Um. Or you never know. Maybe we could convert him back to shooting guard role. Maybe you got to bring in somebody know. like a big time point guard. Yeah, like Shea. That was rumors that were um, right. going around. Yeah, I feel like yeah. Well, that would be something be else. Yeah. Um. All right. Well. <clears throat> so you what what was so let's talk about a, a different team. What do you think in the West, uh, Marcus? Mm. What do you think? Who's who's a team that could really benefit from a trade in the West right now? The Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. Could use uh, a trade, and what do you and, and what do you think it would be? Well, I I've just been looking on the internet for trades because <laughs> yeah. I don't I like. Well, where else are you gonna look? Right? Yeah. Well, like I don't. I'm not making my own trade because <laughs> right. I'm just like you know I'm just scouting around for things that things I think that other people have suggested very, and what you think yeah. sound good. Okay. So and that, that's yeah. what we all do. I mean, let's be honest. It's so hard. Yeah. To know what people's contracts yeah. that like all that like, stuff I, yeah. like you got to be a journalist yeah. to know all of that yeah. stuff. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. So the trade would be the Dallas Mavericks would receive Kyrie Irving, and the Brooklyn Nets would receive Tim Hardaway and Dwight Powell. Um, that team that trade would be obviously amazing for the Mavericks. They would automatically become one of the best offensive teams in the league, and it would be so good for Doncic because now he's not going to be constantly being double teamed it's he's it's gonna it's gonna be less like I have to do all the work obviously mm-hmm. I assume there'd be picks as well for Brooklyn yeah Brook yeah Brooklyn would receive picks but yeah. I don't exactly uh-huh. like exactly how does that how do, how is that good for Brooklyn it's not it, it's good for Brooklyn <laughs> in the sense that they're kind of like it's almost it would be like a breath of fresh air almost just trying to get away from all the problems right. and also it's like the nets clearly don't seem to be winning like don't no no they're winning sorry but i don't they don't i don't think they see themselves as like a championship team right now especially in one I don't year know about that, man. they're they're in fourth man they're in fourth right now of their last i know time. i'm talking about like in in the future right right so this would be them so saying I think it, it's probably that, more that like trade you... assumes a couple of things. I think it, it assumes that they're like, okay, the Kyrie thing is just isn't just another problem waiting to happen. So let's just get rid of him. Yeah, they're like more willing to get rid yeah, of him yeah. just based on they, that. They have to be really willing, like because they already Powell they're jumping through stinks. hoops. It seems like they're jumping through hoops to keep him because it, it already yeah. got about as bad as it can get, and they well, still held Tim on. Tim Hardaway to him. is an ex- a very good player. Not he's, he's been he's... struggling the past two years. Like it's he's really he's actually like fallen off a, a okay. lot but anyway okay. the, the point Listen, the, the anyways, theme of this yeah. is like right. the theme well, of yeah, this the is Mavericks just, need to trade I the Mavericks need to trade saying. and that would make them better I and agree for the Nets it would be like a rebuild sure Kyrie and Durant aren't getting younger 
Kevin yeah, Durant, I guess, is I don't, I see a trade possibly happening in for, the future. Right. I don't think with yeah. Durant. I it's gonna it's finished. gonna happen. There's gonna be a trade for Durant in the future. It's yeah. like they're looking. Well, he's already tried to get out of town over yeah. the summer, right? Like, but I think like this season, it's just like it's a similar situation mm-hmm. with LeBron in L.A. where it's kind of like. He's the like Durant himself is the linchpin. Mm-hmm. He looks around the dressing room, sees Kyrie, sees the mm-hmm. rest of them. They talk to each other and go, yeah. "No, we got to try to win this year. Like this yeah. is like we have to win now." And I think that goes filters up to management. Not to say that they can't just mm-hmm. do yeah. whatever they want. And like I, yeah. think, I also don't yeah. think Durant is is extremely happy. He literally like he's, I think he he said better now. he said about maybe two weeks ago when Kyrie was out, he was like. Do you expect us to win? With I have clubs. Joe. Yeah, yeah. I have Joe. <laughs> Joe Harris, Seth Curry. He was like, na- or didn't even say Seth Curry, but he named the starting lineup: Nicholas Claxton and stuff. Yeah, and like that, he's literally saying he thinks mm-hmm. his teammates suck. Well, guess what? They were <laughs> like, were yeah. like two weeks ago. They didn't stink, but they've totally. But it, yeah, fit, like they're on a three-game winning streak. Won yeah. eight of their last. They're 10. fourth. They're fourth. I think it's sixteen I and twelve. I honestly think the Kyrie for Mavericks. I, and the but I don't even see out of, Kyrie is, is fitting with Luca. Yeah, I see right? him. They're I both, see. Him, I see. Him I can't see it. The problem with him, with the problem with Kyrie right now, is like it's a very you know, it's a it's a weird situation. To obviously he's still an incredible player and ball handler, but it's just tough. A, a team, it's a risky decision. Let's let's put it that way. Yeah. But anyway, I agree. Just on paper, on paper, the Mavericks that would make the Mavericks better. I I don't know that. Brooklyn's ready to just sink the ship and and no, go into well, rebuild mode. No, they so, can't no. rebuild. They sold their entire future. Like they yeah. have nothing. They and have also, no yeah. picks. They have nothing. To right. mention they this. have to win now. This is this happened in the past. That's why they sucked for so long, because they traded for all these like aged superstars to try to build a super team. They were all right for one season. Yeah. And then they had nothing for like a decade. Okay. Yeah. But Hardaway's like a proven wing scorer and he's like he's thirty. He's not old. Mm-hmm. And Dwight Powell is some he's much bad. needed size for yeah. the Brooklyn Nets. All right. Well let's let's move off that. I mean, I'm surprised. Um the the trade that I've been hearing our trade again, mm-hmm. it's like an impossible thing to predict. But the one thing that I've heard a lot of, and I'm sure you guys have too, is the idea of um the Suns trying to trying to get AD um, from the Lakers yeah. probably unrealistic. Again, it's the Lakers are like a special unicorn case where like it's not just management deciding what to do. It's LeBron yeah. and to some extent yeah. AD probably too yeah. being able to decide what happens. Are they going to blow this thing up and they all bail, jump ship yeah. and AD goes somewhere and even LeBron? Who knows, right? Well, I, I think it would might be, it would if it was the Suns it would probably be for. Yandre Eden or something. Yeah, yeah. Because Yandre Eden has already said he wants out. The yeah. Suns. Or LeBron could just be like, "Hey, give me Chris Paul, one of my best friends, for <laughs> right. Anthony yeah. Davis." Give, that give was him. definitely when for he initially joined yeah. the Lakers. That was. But that doesn't totally make them better. Game. I mean, no. it, it, it could. Well, I, yeah, but now you yeah. lose AD. That's not good. Now LeBron yeah. has to. Like, it would be like Chris Paul and probably like Cameron Payne or something, and like picks. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that's a that's, good. No, it would be good no. It would be a whole, it wouldn't be good for Lakers, but yeah. It, but did everyone think Russell Westbrook to the Lakers was going to be great? No. Well, and that he's the one who's rumored the yeah. most to be on the trading block. But yeah. that's the problem. He's so difficult to trade because his contract is yeah enormous. He's getting paid like forty seven million this season. Yeah. yeah. 
And yeah. and he's coming like, off the bench. One thing I've been hearing, it's like Westbrook for John Wall, even though they both stink and they both have gigantic contracts. They both contracts. stink. Yeah. Okay, Come they're on. both for their contracts. Right. They're both overpaid. As they're well. yeah. way overpaid. They don't stink. I think Wall has been playing pretty well. He's, been playing, yeah, he's been playing solid, good. but yeah. still. All right. Well, that's that's enough about trades. Let's quickly uh, dip into talking about fantasy. Spencer, how's your team doing? I know you're in a head-to-head league, mm-hmm. so where, where are you at right now in your fantasy? I am most likely going to go 8-0 today. Um, wow. 8-0. That's mm-hmm. incredible. Um, there's... I kind of had a weird, like, I think two days ago, in one day, I had, like, five players who just got injured, like, on the same day, which kind of slowed me down. Um, yeah, like, Markinen, that was, that sucked. Al Horford, Kyrie's day-to-day, Claxton's day-to-day, Suggs has, like, been out for a couple weeks. Yeah. So, I'm happy I had a good start, because um, I'm playing the best, second-best guy in the league right now. He's 6-1. and one. Um, I have a decent lead, but if everything goes wrong tonight, he, he could surpass me. Right, because who does he got that's playing tonight? Um, he has OG, Valanciunas, <coughs> uh, Sadiq Bey, Miles Bridges, or Miles Bridges, what? Oh, McCall sorry. Bridges. No, my, it is Miles. I don't know what this guy's doing. He has Miles mm. Bridges, and Miles Bridges isn't listed as out, even though he's... Not in the league, right? Not in the league? I don't know. I, anyways, <laughs> that guy's <is> weird. <laughs> but he's still playing well. So, yeah. It, it's it, Jokic had a crazy week in fantasy. Oh, yeah. And you have Jokic. That's that's right. No, he, and including last night, last he night. had, uh, what, 31 points, 12 rebounds, 14 assists, which is insane. Yeah. To go along with Murray, 30 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists. So, and those two guys are, I mean, they're at home too, and Utah came in, and, you know, I don't think, the fact that Utah only lost by five, I didn't actually, I saw the some yeah. highlights. I mean, when he, Jokic has yes. that kind of game, they're pretty hard to beat um, at home, that's for sure. But, uh, yeah, they're number three. They're sitting at number three in the West right now, the Nuggets. So, um, well, that's great. I mean, <clears throat> it sounds like you could, if you go undefeated for the season, that'll be pretty cool. What about you, Marcus? Where are you sitting at? I'm sitting at four and three right now. Yeah. Um, I Pounded my guy, destroyed him last, uh, week. last week. Yeah. And this week I'm destroying again. Nice. I'm leading the... So you're probably going to go to five and three? Yeah, I'm leading... Oh, I'm 100% going five and three. I'm leading this week in points right now. I have 1,330 points right now. Yeah. The guy I'm going against has 564. Okay, so you're there's no chance He's of him stinks. winning. So who has been the... Why have you done so well this week? Giannis has just been playing amazing in yeah. Zion. <clears throat> yeah, Zion's had a crazy week too. Yeah. Um, and who else? And you guys have Ananobi. Who, yeah, and who, Shea. Right. So, yeah, you've got some guys. Um, well, I would like to report that, uh, and I'm in a, just to be clear, I'm in a rotisserie league, which you guys are both in head-to-head leagues. I'm in a rotisserie league, which means everyone against everyone. There's 12 people in the league. As you know, there's some very, very good, um, very knowledgeable uh basketball guys who know basketball really really well in my league and uh i'm all the way up to number six as of today which was great had a had a really you know yesterday was was huge for me i had um 
you know, Lillard had 36 points and eight assists in a great game. I had, Murray had a really a 30-point game last night. Malik Beasley uh, had, you know, four three balls, 19 points, five rebounds, three assists, two steals. He had an incredible game. Uh, you know, even some of my, my lesser guys who often don't perform that well, uh, Marcus Morris Sr. had a great game for the Clippers. Uh, which was a win over Washington. He had five three balls in that game. He also had uh, 19 points and six rebounds. So, you know, some guys that don't often show up for me, uh, Gobert had a great game and a loss to Portland, 24 points. So that's probably, that's one of his highest point totals on the season because he's been getting huge monster rebound totals, but not really great point totals. And it's annoying that he only had nine rebounds. Just like, get another rebound and give me a double-double. Come on. Uh, But he also had four steals in that game, Gobert. a, a recent pickup for me um, has been uh, Kavon Looney uh, mm-hmm. on Golden State, and he seems like he's the center for them now, and yeah. he just basically yeah. is the guy, which has been great for me. He had 15 rebounds last night, um, which is a ton of rebounds. Uh, it's only seven points and three assists, but I'll take it. Um, you know, unfortunately, Jaden McDaniels has continued to sort of disappoint for me. Uh, and another pickup I had yesterday, which ended up being pretty good, um, it was a waiver wire pickup. Was Blake Griffin? I knew he, I heard he was going to start mm. for Boston, and he ended up with uh, uh, thirteen points and seven rebounds and an assist and a, and a three point shot. So that was a nice little boost to me. I ended up um, winning the night. Uh, had seven points, which was far and away the best performance uh, uh, last night. Yesterday, the next I think the next close, closest point total was three points. And most guys went down. So it, it, it made up for a really bad Friday night that I had. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully I can keep it going. But it feels great. I'm in the top half of the league for the first time. Um, and uh, I know that I'm going to get <laughs> come crashing back down to earth at different times. But um, all things considered, you know, for my first time in fantasy against, a, yeah. uh, you know, a, a pretty stacked league, in my opinion, mm-hmm. I feel pretty good. So yeah. I'll, I'll enjoy it while it lasts. All right, guys. Well, let's predict what's going to happen. Looking ahead. Oh, Mark is trying to knock over the microphone there. We're in a, uh, as as you may know, uh, listeners, I've said it in the past, uh, we're just in what is essentially my office in our house. And, uh, you know, you can hear everything. I, I got a big whiteboard here where I write down all, all the picks and all the headlines for the week. And, uh, you know, that's what I post to Instagram as well. You can see all of the picks uh, and the outcomes of the picks as they come in every day. So you can, if you if you follow us on Instagram, you can you can kind of see in real time um, how these how uh, Marky Man and Spency G's picks shake out if they're right or wrong, if they pick the right stat lines, um, and you can contact us if you if you go uh, on Instagram as well. Uh, the other thing is I I would like to say is. Uh, feel free to give us a five-star review. Um, it, it really helps other people find the podcast. And if you like what we do, yeah, let us know. Write us a review, give us five stars, whatever you got to do. Anyway, let's look ahead to week nine. So tonight I think is an interesting game, uh, Spencer, in uh, New York. The Knicks uh, are hosting the Sacramento Kings. Um, I think the Knicks have been slowly and quietly kind of uh, getting a little, getting creeping up to respectability. They're mm-hmm. 500 at 13 and 13, which is the same record as the Raptors. <clears throat> and I think you know some people had had pretty high expect or higher expectations on the Knicks this year. Mm-hmm. Um, not not to like win the championship yeah. or anything, but to be a little yeah. bit better. So what do you think is going to happen in New York? Yeah. So tonight? I I do think the Kings are going to win. Um, 
117 to 104. And I think it's going to be De'Aaron Fox with 24, 4, and 4. Um, so the only thing that the Knicks do better than the Kings is rebounding. So I think the key for the Kings is just, um, like, if they can, if Sabonis can step up and really get all those rebounds and they can get on the glass, like, it should be a lock. Um, that's one point of weakness for the Kings, and the Knicks, for whatever reason, are really good at rebounding. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, that's just the one thing they got to focus on. Well, the knock on, yeah, the knock on the Kings has been that they don't have a great defense. However, mm-hmm. um, they did go on Friday night, they went into Cleveland and held Cleveland to 95 points. So clearly they have been on uh, an improving trend yeah. in terms of their defense. So, yeah, I mean, I think um, you're right. That's probably the key to that game for them. Um, and Sacramento right now, they're fifth in the West at 14 and 10. Um, and they look they look pretty good. Um, and they're kind of... They seem like unlike a lot of teams, they're very they're they're they actually have a better away record than home record. Yeah. Um, you know they they play well they they play consistently well kind of no matter where they are, which I think is is uh, is interesting. Um, but um, we'll we'll see how that goes. I, I was kind of interested in that game. I, I wish that I mean I've said this before. The Knicks haven't been great for a really long time, and it's really mm-hmm. too bad. They're a huge market team. They're, yeah. you know, yeah. I, it's it, hilarious. Yeah, and it's it's yeah, it's funny, but it also kind of stinks. Yeah, in the sense of you know they're a great. I mean, back in the Vince Carter days of the Raptors, you know mm-hmm. they were a huge rival team, and um, I remember the '90s teams with you know with Patrick Ewing and some of those great teams, and I would love it if the if the Knicks could somehow, you know come back and be yeah. be a consistently good team because it's great to have you know you know a great team in Boston a great team in New York mm-hmm. a great team in Toronto and and just being having all these you know big markets have really good teams would be really great so anyway let's move on to Monday night uh OKC in Dallas I think this is a pretty interesting game I think Doncic was out last night I don't know what the deal is with that but they lost uh, to Chicago in Chicago pretty badly 144 to 115 but again no Luca I'm not sure if they if it was just they're just resting him or because uh, that was a back-to-back for them they had played um, uh, they played in Mil- Milwaukee um, or pardon me, they played at home against the Bucks and just barely lost that game yeah. on on Friday. So I don't know what Lucas' um, status is. He is day to day right now. He has a um, quadricep strain. Right, quadriceps. That's sort of like your your thigh yeah. muscle. Right. So I mean, they should be. Yeah. I mean, for sure, that is a that is a uh, they got to manage that guy because mm-hmm. he plays so much. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, he's young, but I mean, the worst thing that could happen it would be for him to be injured for a long yeah, stretch. Yeah. So with that in mind, who knows? He's day to day. Marcus, what's going to happen in Dallas against uh, the Thunder? I'm going to give it to the Thunder. Um, I'll say 120 to 103. Do you mm-hmm. think Do you think Luke is going to be out for that game, or do you think he's coming back? Yeah, I think he'll, I'm, I'm, I think he'll be out. I think he'll be out. All right, so who's it going to be for? Shea, 32 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists. 32, 6, and 6? Yeah. All right. 
That's pretty fair. Um, I think I think you're right. OKC could go into Dallas, get a win if Luca's out for sure. He's a lot to handle at the best of times. Who who guard who's who guards Shea in that situation? Um, Spencer Dinwiddie probably. Yeah, yeah. That's a pretty that's a pretty tall order though. Mm-hmm. So he's a hard guy to guard. <laughs> I think we can all agree. Yeah. On that on Tuesday, I think another uh, huge matchup. Uh, Spencer, it's Golden State, who we just saw had a pretty convincing victory against the Celtics mm-hmm. last night. But they're a different team on the road, as we've already noted. Yeah. They're in Milwaukee to take on the Bucks. What do you think is going to happen? Well, here's my sort of, or I'll give my uh, score first. So I have Bucks um, 105 to 101, and Giannis is going to have 32 points, eight rebounds, five assists. And so my sort of thing here is that I don't think anyone can guard Giannis on the Warriors. Um, and Wiggins is out. So, like, I would yeah. consider it most likely to be him. But Wiggins is most likely going to be out. Who's going to be? Clay? Guard I, yeah, <laughs> I guess it'll be Looney. But right. yeah. that's not that's good a mismatch. for them. Yeah. yeah. So I definitely think that Giannis is just going to be able to have full so do how uh, what is Wiggins I know I knew he was out and he's but what I, I don't think it's I don't remember what it was but I don't think it's super but, serious but we, we, we we're pretty confident but he's not gonna be playing I, Tuesday yes okay well yeah that I mean he's been playing great for them when he is when he's healthy mm-hmm. this year but um you know they want I mean well, I, I think it's a good like su- Wiggins what's that Wiggins yeah he's yeah been, he's had a yeah, pretty good true. season He's, you know, especially earlier on when they were struggling more, it seemed like he was the mm-hmm. biggest bright spot for them. Um, and then, think, you know, they've been playing better. And the fact that they beat Boston without him, I think, is mm-hmm. also pretty impressive. Um, anyway, moving on on Wednesday, this is maybe a battle of uh, some teams that are maybe going to miss the playoffs altogether. Um, it's Detroit is in Charlotte. 100%. So, both miss <laughs> yeah, so, but... It, those games are interesting in that yeah. how do you who's who well i mean there's always the home advantage but who what's going to happen in in uh, in charlotte they're both at seven wins so one of those teams will go to eight wins mm-hmm. so um it's really tough it it's like who knows who's going to win this game but <laughs> well it's yeah, your job yeah. to predict so yes <laughs> i have to yeah so uh, i'll say the hornets win okay cade's out cade Cunningham's out so i'll say terry rozier 19 points, uh, two rebounds, and two assists. And that's the top performer. Okay, well, what's the final score going to be? Maybe, I think it'll be, maybe it'll be like a super entertaining game, close game. I'll say 101 to 99. For Charlotte? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, well, I'm sure the entire, every basketball fan will be, will be watching that game and wondering what's going to happen. But, um, Uh, maybe a little bit more of an exciting game um, is uh, Thursday in L.A. Uh, the Suns are there to take on the Clippers. Uh, I would say another hard-to-predict game only because you don't know what you're going to get with Phoenix yeah. or the Clippers on any given night. Um, and uh, I don't really know. I mean, personally, I'm not that knowledgeable about how they match up. So what do you think is going to happen in that game, Spencer? Yeah, that was something I was struggling with. I was like, I don't know the matchups so I was like I don't my top score I was like mm. and then I was yeah it was definitely 
This is a hard one, um, mm -hmm. but I have the Suns 107 um, to 99. Okay. And I, I did say I was going to have Aiton with 28 and 3, but I'm, I might be changing my mind right here. <laughs> okay. Um, so who's it going to be? I'm going to alt Booker 30, um, 7 and 5. Uh, if Kawhi plays. I don't know if he's going to be guarding Booker, but I do know that there's a strong chance he'll be coming off the bench, which means he might not be interacting with Booker as much. And I was just thinking Zubach is a very strong center, um, so he could probably match up well with Aiden. So that's right. my kind of thought process there. But nonetheless, you think Phoenix is going to come out I do on top? Think on Phoenix, this, you think yeah. Booker's going to have a big night and that'll be the difference? I Yeah, I'm like... I'm confident the Suns will win. I'm not so confident about who's going to be leading the charge there. Well, they certainly need, I mean, I think they, they need a, a, some big road wing, wins because, you know, yeah. as, as you know, everybody was kind of counting them down and out and then they had a really yeah. pretty good start. But again, there was like, and, and that was with Chris Paul out, mm -hmm. you know, Booker was putting the team on his back and having these huge nights. And then they've recently, things have, you know, not gone so well for them. Uh, I don't know what their current. Uh, they've lost three straight now. So yeah. Oh, that was another thing I add. I was like, this is uncharacteristic from the Suns. So I think they're gonna come out and be like, I have something to prove here because. Yeah, I mean, they they definitely they definitely need to uh, if they're gonna firm things up. But who knows what's gonna happen with them? There's a lot of questions. Maybe they're gonna make yeah. a big blockbuster trade and things will change, which would be interesting. And then on Friday we've got the Pacers. Uh, in Cleveland to take on the Cavaliers. Marcus, what do you think is going to happen in that game? This was hard because I swear every time I see, every time we predict the Cavaliers, Garland has some huge game. Like he has got amazing stats, but he only averages 21, 2, and 8. Right. So it's just, I just find that really strange. I, yeah. Like he, he always seems to have like 32 points when you right. see him. So I'll give it to the Cavs though. Um, they are at home after yeah, all. So, and yeah. they're third in the East. Yeah. Pacers are sixth. I'll say 115 to 109. 115 to 109. Yeah, it seems like, and I don't know if you guys have noticed, there's been a, you know, um, <clears throat> the Pacers had that big win against Golden State where, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, Andrew Nemhard had 31 points, eight rebounds, and 13 assists, yeah. uh, and a steal. Um, and we know that he's, he's their... Other Canadian rookie, Other Canadian. <laughs> which it's, suddenly he's making a name for himself. And yeah. I, I think you guys saw that thing where it's the only time in franchise history for the Pacers where two rookies have had 30-point games. Yeah. So now they have mm -hmm. Benedict Matherin and Andrew Nemhard have both had 30-point um, games for them, which is yeah. incredible. Yeah. Uh, and he's part of the team, although I think they've had a couple tough losses later in the week. I can't really remember. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, they need uh, they need to win. Um and they'll, I'm sure that'll be a tough, tough game for them. There's still a team that's, you know, on the rise. They have Halliburton. They have all these young guys, but they're still, whereas Cleveland's more, they're also kind of hard to predict. I find that, yeah, they yeah. have the, sometimes they just look unbeatable. Yeah. Um, but yeah. other but they're sitting at 17 and 10, third in, in the East. Um, they've been playing fairly well um, lately. So it's really, you know, what in their last 10, what are they? They're six and four, so not, you know, hmm. not crazy good. And the and the Pacers in their last ten are four and six. Yeah. So 
uh, I think I think I would also pick. I think I would also pick the Cavs yeah. in this game. Um, I gotta I gotta give my stats. Okay, so who who's gonna be your, your big performer for Cleveland? Um, I guess I, I'll give it to Garland. Okay. You know what? I'm gonna say he's got another great game. I'm gonna say 30, 30 points, four rebounds, and eight assists. Okay. I mean, Mitchell's always in the mix, too. You think he's going to outperform Mitchell? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. All right. So, um, I'm, I don't know that I've... Oh, yeah. The, 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 the game that I set up for Merlin next week is Atlanta's in Charlotte um, uh, next Friday as well. And so the only way to see what Merlin picks is you'll have to, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll post that up later to Instagram. He is going to make a pick in that game. Um, one thing I've noticed in his two picks so far is that he always picks the treat to his left first. So that always mm-hmm. means, um, through just the way it goes, that means he picks the home team. Yeah. So he's picked the home team both times. So we'll see if that trend continues or maybe we need to like come up with something else yeah. so that, you know, because if he always just picks the one to yeah. his left, it's going to be he'll pick the home team every time. That's going to be weird. So let's see if there's something we can do to kind of mix him up. Yeah. Um, but I'll be interested to see what he picks in, in that game. I don't know how much uh, analysis he's been doing. He's been watching a lot of basketball with us, but I don't yeah. know how much of it he really absorbs. Yeah. Um, so so let's uh, let's move on really quick. Um, the Raptors have had sort of a depressing week. Um, they, uh, they lost a tough one in Boston. Like they looked like they were really in that game for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was on Monday. Then, um, they ended up winning against the depleted Lakers, which, you know, they should win that game. And it yeah. was pretty, it was never really in doubt. Um, there was no AD and no LeBron and they beat them 126 to 113. So great. But then they kind of laid an egg in Orlando on Friday, losing to the, um, Losing to the Magic 113-109, and it was Franz uh, Wagner lit up the Raptors for th- 34 points. And guess what? They're playing again tonight in Orlando. So oh, it's weird. Yeah. Kind of a revenge game for them. Hopefully they yes. uh, like. Hopefully they do it. But then later in the week they're at home on Wednesday against Sacramento, and then Friday they're at home against Brooklyn. So hmm. we should win all those. We've games struggled also. against Brooklyn last couple seasons yeah and this season too they got absolutely that was the horrible game where they just got absolutely blown yeah. out or down by like 35 in the second quarter or whatever the last time they faced them so i think the raptors have the, the starting lineup is healthy like yeah they got that's why i'm i'm scared we have the worst offensive rating in the league right now really yes yeah um and like siakam had 36 points nine rebounds seven assists against the magic he's been the i think an og has been consistent. Last couple of games, though, it's been like a little iffy. But Siakam mm-hmm. is the only guy that I've truly still have like full hope in. Like, and I that he's been playing consistently. Like, all of a sudden, Freddie can't shoot. Yeah, he's been struggling from especially um, from three, yeah. which we really need him. To... That's what we need. Like, we've yeah. just been bricking threes. Like, yeah, and the brutal. amount of threes we're taking, I'm like, I know. Like if it's not gonna happen, it's not gonna happen. We can mm-hmm. work on it at practice or whatever. But like, it, it's, it's no, it's, it's a big, it's a it's a problem. Um, yeah, it's definitely a huge problem. Maybe their number one problem is their shooting. Um, their their defense as it's it's one of those things too. When they have one of those nights where their defense is truly dominant and like you mm-hmm. know they they're playing team defense, they're really they're a tough team for other yeah. teams to beat. But then it's like. 
sometimes the Raptors' offense dries up at the same time, and they just yeah. still end up losing the game. And it's more yeah. of like a, like we, you know. Yeah, we've been having these last few games. It's like we're getting destroyed. Then we have this, like, sort of comeback, but then we yeah. just, then like, just falls we short. waste it, too. Because yeah. we can't yeah. play in the third quarter. Yeah, no, third, that third quarter. And that seems to be a... a a theme of recent seasons mm-hmm, as yeah. well. It's just they come yeah. out slow in the third, and it's really frustrating. Yeah. Well, let's hope the Raps play. At least, you know, take it to Orlando tonight. I mean, yeah. if they're not up for this game, then they're not up for any game. Yeah. They got, you know, no. they're a better team than Orlando, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. Uh, they got to win it. That's yeah. just simple as that. All right, well, so I heard you guys kind of complained about my, you know, a little <laughs> bit, you know, about my trivia last week, especially my one about um, Chauncey Billups. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna to try to give you guys some stuff that's a little, a little bit, um, a little bit easier. So the first thing we do is, is a, is a, a thing that we call what year is it? So I give you some details, I give you, you know, some stats, some whatever, uh, performance, whatever it is from a player, and then you try to zero in on the year, okay? And 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 so that's all. The only goal you have to pick is what year is it? So okay. Now this is something. This I'm trying to keep stuff that I know that is in your guys' consciousness. Okay, so this I've tried to I try to keep it a little bit more. So uh, who's this going to be for? Let's see. This is going to be for Spencer. Okay. Kobe Bryant leads the Lakers to a four to one series victory uh, over the Orlando Magic to win the Lakers' fifteenth NBA championship. What year is it? I don't even know the Magic made it to the finals ever. Oh, man. Um, mm, uh, oh, geez. What is that going to be? 2008? I'll mm. say. Oh, what do you think, Marcus? I think it's a bit earlier than that. Okay. Well, the correct answer is 2009. Mm. And the reason mm-hmm. I picked it is because that was the year of Marcus's birth, mm-hmm. right? But anyway, yeah, so <clears throat> that was the last time Orlando obviously went to the final, um, and but the but the Lakers were the heavy favorites mm-hmm. and, and kind of steamrolled them for the five-game uh, five series win. So now here's another for you because it's the year of your – your birth, Marcus. Okay. It's another uh, 2009 playoffs themed question. So this this trivia is called "What's My Stat Line." This is the the name of this segment. Yeah. So basically, I give you some information and a stat line of a player. Oh, Marcus dropped his. Uh, what is that? Your retainer case. What is that? Yeah. Anyway, um, so I give you some information. I give you a stat line, and then you try to figure out who the player is. Okay. So it's. Um, here, here, first, I'll give you the stat line, and then I'll give you some information. It was in 2009. It was in uh, the uh, semifinal. No, hold on. Let me start over. <laughs> I'm going to give you the stat line last. I'm going to give you the other information. So this player in the 2009 semifinal against the Lakers, okay, um, in, a, in a win, uh, had a stat line of uh, 28 points, 10 rebounds, And two blocks. They were uh, nine for seventeen field goals, and they were ten for ten from the th- free throw line. 
in a win over the Lakers, 100-92. to All right, let me think here of who was playing them in 2009. Um... And, I, and it was game one of the semifinal. And, the, and, this, te- and this player won against Kobe's Lakers, 100-92. to Okay, so I know they didn't get to the finals, so... Because no, because I just told you yeah, that the Lakers yeah, won yeah. in the previous question. Um, oh, was it the Spurs? Maybe. Oh, not, I haven't. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I haven't told I you who the I, team is. I yet. know, but I'm just trying to think of the yeah, team. Okay. So I, okay. Uh, um, I feel like it could also be the maybe the Grizzlies. No, not the Grizzlies. The Timberwolves. Maybe I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Um. All right, I'm going to give you a big hint, all right? Okay. Do you want me to tell you what team it was? Yeah. It was the Houston Rockets. Okay. 2009 on the Houston Rockets. <laughs> I, I've, I'm obviously missing a huge a, a player that I like. Mm. That wasn't, okay, that wasn't that. You definitely know okay. this player. This yeah. isn't like some, know. Know, you know, this is not uh, a sneaky, sneaky one on my part. I'm going to start giving you more and more hints. Yeah. Okay, ready? This is not a North American-born player. Okay. <laughs> um, All right, taking too long. This is not a European-born player. Okay. I have. Oh, okay. Who's on? Okay, I'm starting to... <laughs> I think it's starting to... Mark, have you figured it out yet, Spencer? I'm not sure if... 100% sure if they played this long, but I do have a guess. Okay, so here's the stat line one more time. 28 points, yeah. 10 rebounds, 2 blocks, 9 for 17 from the field, and 10 for 10 oh. from the free throw line. Yao Ming? Yes, the correct answer is Yao Ming. <laughs> and interestingly, so they won game one against Kobe's Lakers, 192. <laughs> he got injured in game three, but the Rockets still pushed it to game seven, and they lost. So it's a big what if. What if he hadn't been injured? What if he had been healthy that whole series? That might have been the t- yeah. that might have been the year that the Rockets and Yao Ming went yeah. all the way to the final and won. But yeah. he got injured, and the rest is history. Kobe's Lakers win another t- uh, n- another title. Yeah. So that wow. wraps up our trivia section. But you know, yeah. I I know that you know who Yao yeah. Ming is. Yeah. I know I you know I tried to keep it a little more realistic for you guys. Thank God, I didn't guess who I was going to guess. Oh, yeah, why? Who are you going to say? I'm not even going to say. <laughs> Is that embarrassing, eh? All right, well, uh, we're just wrapping up here. So, guys, um, as I always like to ask, do you have chores to do today? Well, I know you have chores to do today. Let yeah. me ask you yeah. if you have homework. Homework? A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. What kind of homework, Spencer? I have some physics and some earth and space. Okay. Marcus, don't you have a test coming up or something? No, I had like three tests last week. Oh, okay. And did you do okay on those tests? Did you yeah. study hard? Yeah. yeah. And so I think the dog needs walking, the usual stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. I think the bathroom needs cleaning, so you guys can get to that. Uh, I want to say uh, thank you to our listeners that from all over the world. Did you know we have listeners in Brussels, Belgium? We have listeners mm-hmm. uh, in a place called uh, Boardman, which is a small town um, in Oregon, we have listeners all over the world, you know, and so thank you very much. If you want to reach out to us, um, 
contact us uh, on uh, Instagram. And uh, yeah, until next time. See you later, fellas. See ya. Yeah. I got nothing else to say.